and welcome to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and I'm glad you've made the connection and are with us today. The goal of our show is to explore a wide range of topics that challenge us to see ourselves, our community, and the world around us in ways that get us thinking, making the connections. And today, we're going to be talking about connections for our home. Owning a home has so many dimensions. It is a financial investment. It's where we raise families, build memories, where we celebrate our hobbies. It may be a place we come to after a long, hard day of work, or it may be someplace where we do our work. And I don't know of any homeowner who thinks their home is perfect in every way. There's always something we'd love to have get done. For me... There's the stairs to my front door that look like a mine shaft. But if I'm going to fix that, I'd really like to have the deck extended around my front door. Well, and if I do that, maybe I need to reorient my front door completely. And, and I'd really like to have a screened-in porch, so maybe I should work that in, too, as part of the deck extension. And, you know, it'd be really nice if I could have a two-car garage, And of course, if I get the two-car garage, that's going to totally impact how I do my front door. And so as I think about all of these things and and my imagination expands and the designs expand, by the time I've played out all the possibilities, I'm overwhelmed. I don't know where to start. (laughs) I begin to think that the whole renovation work is going to be way beyond anything I can afford, and I don't do anything. I've lived in my home 15 years, and from the day I bought it, I knew I wanted to fix the front door. I put fencing in for my horses because I knew that I could put fencing in for my horses and it made sense, but I didn't know what to do with my front door. So I haven't done anything. And I still worry about if I do renovations, what's the smartest investment? Because I have to keep in mind resale because it is a financial investment. And, And then again, I also don't know who to trust. Are construction folks going to sell me a bill of goods? What questions do I ask? (laughs) When I was a kid, I know my parents had a money pit home and everything was always under construction in the kitchen. So I fear that that may happen. I fear I might overspend. I fear I might not get what I really want. And I don't know if it's a good investment. And so it leaves me with a staircase to my front door that looks like a mine shaft. And I realize that, and I, I let my mine shaft be a mine shaft, my front door. So decision-making is part of all of this, um, having someone who can help me make a decision. And to do that, we have um, a fabulous uh, person that's joining us today who will be talking about construction advocacy. Uh Construction advocacy is something um, very new. I had never heard about it before. And I had the good pleasure to meet Steve Northway, who is the founder of Construction Advocates, who takes the mystery out of designing and building or remodeling a home or cabin. Welcome, Steve. Thank you, Lori. You know, my guess is that you have heard many stories like mine where people just don't know what to do. Well, I have, and it's actually fairly common. because people really don't know what the process is in order to get from point A to point B. And that's where I try to help bridge that gap a little for them in understanding what it's going to be. You know, for uh, under, one of the things that we talked about before the show is, is I, I love your, um, your appreciation of beginning with the end in mind. And I think sometimes people have in their mind what the end looks like but they don't always understand the process. No, and, and that's very common. And it's one of the uh, couple of uh, general truths that I've discovered over the years is that very few people build or remodel enough homes in their lifetime to ever get good at it. And I found that people don't know what they don't know and consequently uh, don't even realize the types of questions that they should be asking their architect or asking their builder in order to understand what's next. Or even to know whether or not they should get an architect. You know, there are folks that I know that just go, hey, I'll just do a deck extension. This guy can sketch something out for me, and I'm sure it'll be fine. And that's very common. And uh, sometimes that works, and uh, sometimes it doesn't work. Um, And it really depends on the size and complexity and scope of the project. 
in terms of how much design and drawing you really need. But uh, in general, you always uh, want to have some type of plan uh, in place. So even to be fair to the contractor, they can uh, understand what you're asking them to provide and put a, a reasonable, reasonably accurate uh, price to it. You know, like life, planning can be way fun. You know, planning can be like eating ice cream. You know, there's this possibility and this possibility. You can get way excited at the planning. I mean, just my example of what I want to do in the front of my house. I mean, I can get uh, all excited about the different things, but that isn't always the best in terms of making sure it gets implemented. And how you create the questions that sometimes need to be asked and understanding the devils in the detail is really important. Yeah, the uh, very common that, that people uh, are very excited at the beginning of a project, and because a home is a very uh, personal, intimate part of our lives, and so they know in their mind's eye what it is that they would like to have at the end, but sometimes uh, they struggle with communicating that to the people that are trying to design and or build that, and that's sometimes where uh, some of the issues uh, come up. Tom, tell me a little bit about how you came to decide to do this now in your life. You, you've been in construction for over 40 years. That's correct. And uh, the, kind of the genesis of, of this whole idea has come from actually the 40 years of, of being a general contractor and, and building upwards of 2,000, building, remodeling, or fixing over 2,000 homes. And as I got closer to the end of my career a couple of years ago, I... I sat down one night and, and tried to figure out how I wanted to kind of conclude my, my building career. And it occurred to me that I had watched over uh, hundreds and hundreds of clients, in some cases, make the same mistakes over and over again. And I, it occurred to me that if a client who was getting ready to build something or remodel something had access to a resource who could in essence, uh, kind of walk them around the alligators and past the quicksand and help them get to the other side uh, more effectively and with less stress and possibly save a little money and get the result that they wanted, that there, there might be value in that. And what I also appreciate is that you want the experience of building the home to be a positive one for everyone. It's not just about beating up prices amongst folks. It's really about figuring out what everyone wants and how to achieve that goal. Right. And, and this comes, again, back from the experience of, of working with uh, uh, hundreds and hundreds of clients, uh, that the best projects always are collaborative in nature where the design professional, the interior designer, the contractor, the client, all are focused on creating the best possible experience uh, for the, the process and the client and getting the house or the project, the remodeling project done in the manner that the client felt comfortable with and that it was a good process for them. Because at the end of the day, you know, the architect's going to go on to their next job and the interior designer's going to go on to their next job. Contractor's going to go on to his next mm -hmm. job. The client ends up with what the result of what got built and that they live with it. Mm -hmm. And so at the end of the day, they're the ones who uh, are going to be in it. And how they value it. Yeah. And how they valued making these decisions together. And it's not just one person who is living in the home. So <laughs> how to get everyone on the same page in terms of the decisions can also be stressful. I mean, if you don't have a way of really talking through and making decisions, um, that can impact how the home gets done. It, it very much uh, does, actually. And this whole idea of uh, setting expectations at the beginning of the project, I think, is uh, part of the, one of the issues that doesn't get done often enough and ultimately leads to some of the disappointments that occur along the way. And one of the things that I've developed is a list of questions that help uh, the clients really understand the process that they're just embarking on and some of the things that will come up along the way that they should be aware of. And I, I try to help prepare them for those uh, inevitable issues mm -hmm. that come up. So when they get to those, they say, oh, wait a minute, Steve told us this would happen. I guess mm -hmm. this must be normal. 
and this is okay, rather than, oh my goodness, the world is coming to an end and uh, the sky is falling. So it just is really about uh, setting expectations and helping them understand uh, what to expect at different stages of the process. In setting those expectations, you're really educating. And, and you've felt that construction uh, many times does not spend that extra time in doing that education. You know, I, and, and that is very true. And I, I, uh, I hate to admit it, but early in my career, I think I also was guilty of this. But I think in general, I, I, and this is kind of a gross generalization, but I think the construction industry in general doesn't do as good a job as it should in educating our clients in what to expect as they go through the construction process. And therefore, the clients are constantly being surprised and in many cases uh, with negative surprises. And I think we also can have false expectations based on things that are on television that look like things get done in two days and it looks beautiful. So why not be able to get it done in two days and have it look beautiful and have it not cost anything? Yeah, I, I think that uh, some of the, the home improvement shows and things that are on, on TV are wonderful. I've watched a few of those and my, my takeaway from those is uh, if that's your only <laughs> view of the world and how construction works, you're, you're going to be sadly disappointed in your own project. And, and welcome to this uh, adventure because yes, it's going to yeah. be one. So uh, we're going to be coming back. We're coming to the end of this segment. But I want if you guys want to take a look at some of the cool things that uh, Steve does, you can go to constructionadvocates.com. We're going to be talking more about the questions that uh, Steve asks and helps along in the process and maybe some, you know, counseling along the way to help us get through it. We'll be right back. This is Connections Radio Show here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Stages Theatre Company is dedicated to creating a space where diverse opinions, courageous dialogue, and community engagement is not only valued, but vital to our shared artistic and educational success. Stages Theatre Company creates a welcoming home for all. For over 30 years, Stages has supported quality theatre programming for children. Stages gives opportunities for youth to be on stage, backstage, in the audience, and in the classroom. Whether you come to see a show, enroll a young person in a workshop, or benefit from their outreach programs in the community, Stages brings art to life. Learn about Stages Theatre by going to stagestheatre.org and become part of the magic of live theater by taking your family to an amazing show or enrolling someone you love in an education program. Stages Theatre Company operates out of the Hopkins Center for the Arts, located in Main Street in the heart of downtown Hopkins. For more information on Stages Theatre, go to stagestheatre.org. That's stagestheatre.org. Victor's 1959 Cafe in South Minneapolis is a locally owned and operated restaurant offering traditional Cuban food. Open for breakfast and lunch daily with dinner Tuesday through Saturday. For night shift workers, Victor's even has both a morning and evening happy hour. And Victor's now accepts dinner reservations too. Stop in and try some delicious authentic Cuban cuisine like ropa vieja and seafood paella. Make your reservation and learn more at victors1959cafe.com. Victor's 1959 Cafe, revolutionary Cuban cooking. Saturdays at 1 p.m., you have a chance at a fresh start, a new beginning. Hi, everybody. This is Freddie Bell, host of New Beginnings. Our show features the concerns of America's 78 million baby boomers in employment, finance, health and nutrition, spirituality, and even entertainment. Every day is a chance for a fresh start. Join us Saturdays at 1 p.m. for New Beginnings with Freddie Bell on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. As a family-owned business, Standard Heating and Air Conditioning has been serving the Twin Cities since 1930. A new furnace or air conditioner from Standard Heating and Air can lower your monthly utility bills, administer more consistent temperatures, and even improve indoor air quality, making your home safer and healthier for the whole family. The average heating and cooling system lasts 15 to 20 years. So if yours is on its last legs, call Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Learn more at standardheatingdeals.com. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, the comfort you deserve. Connections Radio Show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect. We examine meaningful connections to ourselves, our community, and the world around us. By opening the door to innovative insights by a wide variety of interesting guests, 
we'll make the connections to something bigger than ourselves. Join me, Lori Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show, and together we'll make the connections. Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Good morning, and welcome back to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. And today, our connections is all about the home. Are you thinking about doing some renovation? Are you thinking about building? Do you know where to start? I certainly didn't. Uh, I'm so glad that I've had a chance to get to know Steve Northway, who is the founder of Construction Advocates. Um, And it takes the mystery out of designing and building or remodeling a new home or cabin. And I think we're at a point, at least it seems like in envisioning uh, changes in our homes, that we need more than just to do a blind ask. You know, very often someone will say, oh, yeah, I know this great builder. Go ahead and and use them. But you, you may not know what to ask the builder. You may not know if you need to have an architect. Um, Sometimes you just need someone before you talk to anyone else that kind of can help guide you about what does this mean, either building a home or renovating. And Steve Northway with Construction Advocates helps us do that. Welcome, Steve. Thanks. So nice to have you here. In our last segment, we were finishing up about expectations. And I know I have watched the HGTV and gotten very excited about you know, these beautiful landscaping, new, new beautiful kitchens that get built, a new home that gets completely renovated or a new home that can get completely built. Uh, and it seems to happen within 45 minutes. <laughs> but I know that it's like over a period of time, but it, it does enlarge my expectations of what can really happen. And you help ground folks in like what the real reality is. Yes, I think that uh, those shows are, are fun to watch, but in some cases uh, don't really reflect reality or if uh, in the event that you haven't built anything in the, in the past, and that's your only frame of reference of how a construction project goes, I think that you'll find the, the reality of building to be quite different than, than what uh, you see on the TV shows. I think one of the things that you don't see is the discovery of something new that comes up. Everything seems to go along on plan, that they make a plan and it all gets done and it's magic. But you found that very often there's things that you don't even envision that come up along the way. Well, there there are. It's uh, construction's a, a fairly complex. Uh, well, it tends to look easy. It's uh, quite a complex process, and there are a lot of decisions. Uh, there ends up being a fair amount of stress involved in uh, timelines and, and stress on the owners of making decisions of tile and carpet and stain, cabinets and and the like. And and so I think having an understanding in advance of what the process is going to entail really helps reduce some of that stress that uh, you could encounter along the way. And you shared with me that you really believe that the first 10% of planning in a project is the most critical, that it really sets the stage for the whole program to come together. I think it really does. And, and what I've learned over the, my career is that in everyone has expectations. You know, the husband has expectations generally. He, uh, husbands are generally more uh, interested in what it's going to cost. The wives are more interested in what it's going to look like. Um, or it could be vice versa. Or it could be, could be <laughs> vice versa, uh, certainly. You know, everyone's interested in how long it's going to take. Right. Um, and decision-making yeah. becomes, you know, upfront and personal right there with, you know, what tile is it going to be? You know, how much do you want to spend? And, and there's some critical things that before you even make those decisions that help position it for folks, right? You know. Well, there are. And I, and I think this goes back to the, uh, the concept of, of really trying to lay the groundwork at the very beginning of a, of a project. And that it really goes back to, uh, you know, which design professional are we going to hire? Uh, what interior designer are we going to bring on board? Uh, you know, what contractor are we going to utilize? All of those decisions are going to tremendously impact the experience that the client uh, has through the construction process. What I found is that most clients are ill-equipped to uh, really assess different design professionals and interior designers and and such. And I think one of the things that that I am able to help them with is 
um, through a series of interview questions with each of the professionals, uh, find out really who seems to be the best fit. Mm -hmm. and, and based yeah. on very specific yeah. priorities. So if, yeah. if my priority is I really need this to be done in a cost-effective way. So cost is going to be one of my big concerns. But that might yeah. not be the next person's top priority. That's correct. And actually, one of the questions that I ask early on in, in, the, uh, in engagement is uh, I ask my clients to prioritize these three things, cost, time, and quality. And it's interesting that from that question, you learn a lot about what uh, really is most important to this particular client. And again, if you don't have that understanding, it is more difficult to meet their expectation. And so this, again, goes back to the idea of how important it is to make sure the expectations are front and center and that everyone in the process understands what those expectations of the client are. And I can imagine people investing, the family investing, they themselves may have different priorities. And how do they get to the on the same page of really no, for both of us, it's being cost effective is the number one versus no quality. I want to make sure that this is absolutely gorgeous and that I'm happy with it. And it's the highest and finest quality as possible. Uh, I uh, actually uh, did this with a, a client not too long ago where I, I at the end of the uh, interview uh, with the uh, uh, one of the design professionals, I, I turned to the, the wife and I said, now I'd, I'd like you to tell us what your three highest expectations are in this project. And so she listed hers and I turned to the husband and I said, now I want you to tell me what your three are and they were different. <laughs> and then I turned to the architect and I said, now I want you to tell the client what your three highest expectations. And I- And it, were they different too? It, well, I got this deer in the headlight look. <laughs> And, and he looked at me and he said, you know, I've been doing this for 25 years and no one's ever asked me that question. And, and so it was interesting. But he, he shared with them. He said, you know, I, I, you know, we need to, you know, make decisions timely and in order to keep on schedule. And so he had his list of things. But it was very interesting. But it, but it was really interesting, his reaction to, uh, to the question. But I think that speaks highly of your process, that it's really about – creating a quality experience for everyone. It's not about an us and them that gets created in, in building something. It's how do all of the expectations get met, whether you're the person that's having it be built or you're the person that's building. Because you've, you've had experience probably with both being a construction person, but you've probably had stuff done in your home as well. I have. And actually, I, I, I built a house uh, a few years ago, and I learned more about the process of what my clients went through. That was probably one of the things that uh, prompted me to think about uh, doing this kind of work because uh, when I had to actually experience what my clients were going through, it really opened my eyes in terms of what um, I could do differently to help them have a better experience. Well, you call yourself construction advocates, but I also think you do construction counseling. <laughs> <laughs> there, well, I, there's, I, I, a, there's a personal, yeah. how do we work yeah. through decision-making and, and create positive outcomes is, is part of all of that. It, it really is. And I, I've, I've joked with people at times, but I, I've, you know, toyed about uh, I should go back and get a marriage counseling certificate. But. That and probably some other uh, counseling for all the parties involved. And, and because I'm, I'm sure it's not just the people making the decisions on what it looks like, yeah. but how it's getting done. And with that, we've only got a few seconds to, to finish up this segment. Um, I want you to look at constructionadvocates.com. Great place to have you learn more about what Steve does. And we'll be back to talk about, uh, he's got a cool circle on his website that talks about the process. And we'll be talking about each step in the process next. Connections Radio Show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect. We examine meaningful connections to ourselves, our community, and the world around us by opening the door to innovative insights by a wide variety of interesting guests. We'll make the connections to something bigger than ourselves. Join me, Lori Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show, and together we'll make the connections. Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. 
Hi, I'm Dr. Scott Shamblot from Shamblot Family Dentistry. We're the fear-free, get-you-out-of-pain-now dental office. And I'm Rachel Shamblot. Did you know a lot of people are afraid of the dentist? You don't need to be afraid of my dad. He makes going to the dentist comfortable and even fun. We don't care if you're a dental regular or haven't seen a dentist in years. We just want to make you comfortable and get you out of pain. If you don't see my dad, please see another dentist. Take care of your teeth because they're the only ones you get. Call 1-800-FIX-MY-TEETH or visit fixmyteeth.us. It's a great day for a bike ride. What's that? You can't find your bike? Oh, it has a flat. No problem. Take it to Nakoma Cycle, the hardest working bike shop in town. They're celebrating their 23rd year in business. In that time, they've mastered the art of friendly, dependable service. So keep life and your bike moving with Nakoma Cycle, working harder to make you go faster. Nakoma Cycle at the corner of 46th and Bloomington Avenue South in Minneapolis or at NakomaCycle.com. This is Ken Hagland of Minnesota Hospice, inviting you to listen to our brand new show, airing on AM 950 on Saturdays from noon to one. The Minnesota Hospice Show looks forward to discussing how we honor life and to exploring the physical, spiritual, mental, and emotional issues we experience throughout all stages of life. Learn how hospice is the new face of hope and how it's your benefit, your choice. Join us Saturdays at noon and check us out online at minnesotahospice.com. With all the convenient big box stores that sell appliances, why do so many Minnesotans choose Warner Stellion? Check online to learn that Warner Stellion is a Minnesota family-owned business for over 60 years. Warner Stellion sells more brands than anyone else, and our passionate specialists are committed to impressing you so much that you'll refer us to everyone you know. That's our mission here at Warner Stellion. Ask around, check us out online, and when it's your time to buy appliances, join over 300,000 Minnesota homeowners and choose the specialists. Warner Stellion. AM 950 listeners, we have a home cleaning company with an offer just for you. They're Blue Sky Services. Blue Sky Services will wash your windows, siding, gutters, clean those black streaks off your roof, and more. Window washing starts at $100. Siding cleaning starts at $199. Call Blue Sky Services at 651-447-4484 to ask for the AM 950 special. If you hear this, you have an exclusive house cleaning offer for June only. Call 651-447-4484. That's Blue Sky Services at 651-447-4484. With your AM950 weather, I'm Brett Johnson. Look for cloudy skies today with a high near 74. Tonight, cloudy with a low around 62. Saturday, mostly cloudy with a high near 80. And Sunday, partly sunny with a high around 81. Blue Sky Services is the home cleaning company for you. They wash windows, siding, gutters, roofs, and more. And this month only, when you call Blue Sky Services at 651-447-4484, you can get the AM950 special. That's Blue Sky Services at 651-447-4484. radio show where we talk about ideas that matter. We talk about how do we connect and how do we create positive connections. And today we are talking about connections in our home. Maybe a new home is in your future or you want to do some renovations with your home. We have Steve Northway, who is the founder of Construction Advocates, who can take the mystery out of designing and building or remodeling a home or cabin. And I have to admit, it does seem a mystery to me. Um, and sometimes we take these leaps of faith and just believe that it's all going to come together and we, you know, chew on our fingernails and just expect that it's all going to be like magic. But we don't always play an active role in the process or understand our responsibility in the process. And I think what Steve does that makes a difference in having folks have a positive experience is help them educate, be educated to understand what is their role, what are their expectations, and what does the end look like that shows that it would be a positive experience. So Steve, welcome. We're glad you're here today. Thanks, Lori. Interesting to be, you know, thinking through what can really make a difference. And, and And over and over, we've discussed about how important that first planning stage is in setting the expectations and setting the priorities. Exactly. I've come to learn through uh, years of having made mistakes in this particular area that you can't overemphasize the importance of the, of the planning stages in a, in a building project of, of any kind. And to really think through what it is that you want to do, getting the right people, I, I think probably one of the biggest uh, determining factors in how well a project is going to go is taking the time to put the right team 
together and having everybody on the same page in terms of what they're trying to accomplish. In my experience, the best projects that I've been involved in have been extremely collaborative and where all of the team members understood what the goals of the client were and everyone was working toward getting them to those goals. And if you don't have that, we all know that there can be a lot of miscommunication, misunderstanding that can escalate because of uh, personal conflict that then arises from that. And then you've got litigation. Well, unfortunately, litigation is way too common in, in our industry. And uh, I think that by setting the expectations early and by doing the proper legwork and, and uh, planning up front, you can really minimize. And that's actually one of my personal goals is to keep my clients out of uh, suing their builders at the end of the job. And, I th and a big part of doing that is uh, in the front end before they even put a shovel on the ground. It's really getting the, the first 5 or 10% of the project right, which makes the other 90% go much better. And I think, as we've talked also before, that there can be so much excitement about the possibility. You know, we're, we're eating ice cream, an ice cream sundae with all the possibilities. But we're not always realistic, and we're not always looking at the details of how we create that contract. Well, that, that's very true. And again, I, it goes back to uh, where people really don't know what they don't know. And so if you haven't built something uh, previous or been through the experience, um, you really go into this process uh, fairly blind. And, and just it, assuming you know, that everything is going to magically come together. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, if, if that's an assumption that you make at the beginning, you're really setting yourself up for a disappointment. I do love on your website, it says you're helping clients relax and enjoy the process of designing and building. Now, I have to tell you, most people that are going through that process, I wouldn't say that they look relaxed or enjoying the process. They're usually having high anxiety throughout the whole process. You know, and unfortunately, that is the case in, in, in many uh, cases. But the way that I look at it is your home is, in, for most people, will be the largest single investment that you make in your lifetime. And I, I told a client the other day, I said, you know, if you took the amount of money that you're spending on this house and you went on vacation, you would have the best vacation that you ever, ever could have. And I think building the house should be fun mm -hmm. and it should be a good experience. But the way that you ensure that is by doing the upfront planning and making sure that everyone understands what the goals and expectations are. Well, with that, let's start looking at your, you have a, a nice cycle, a little wheel on your website. And the first uh, of the recommendations after you've done your planning and you've figured out the priorities and you've gone through your interview process, uh, looks like selecting the right site. Now, that seems to me that that's not just for your new home construction, but also what are the potential for the renovation in your home that you have? Well, the, the site selection is, is really an important part because a lot of people will come to me and say, well, I want to build a certain style of house and I, I want it to be a walkout. And we go and look at the piece of property that they have either purchased or are thinking of purchasing, and it's dead flat. Mm. And it's uh, almost impossible to build the style of house that they are thinking of on that. So it's really about making sure that the type of house that they are thinking of building is going to actually be accommodated by the property. Or adding on to the home that you have. You know, if, if the land is not uh, situated in such a way that that's going to work for that big room that goes uh, – uh, however, or, or, or building a basement that may not be a good place to build a basement if it's wet. I mean, you really need to get to know the land. You really do. And, and uh, I've, I've seen a couple of uh, situations where people did build a little too close to the water table. And uh, in a year like last year where the lakes either uh, or the lakes up by uh, Brainerd uh, all are at uh, record highs right now, there are a lot of uh, flooded basements up there. Yeah. So you don't want to be building one that's going to, you know. And, and again, it's beginning with the end in mind. No, this isn't going to work here. So the next step is that you need to define the project and what the scope is as well as the budget. And be upfront about this is really the budget that you can afford and what you're looking to do. Right. And, and this is a, an area that I see a lot of people um, get confused or make mistakes in. And it partly is in understanding what drives construction costs. Mm -hmm. And so I've had clients who come in and, and say, well, I've, we're looking to build, you know, this big of a house in this style and we want brick or stone. 
and you know granite countertops. And I said, well, that sounds wonderful. What, what's your budget? And and they'll Joe in headlights. <laughs> yeah, they'll they'll budget. tell me a budget and I, and I. How much does it cost? And the, I, I view one of my roles in helping my clients is to be a reality check yeah. with yeah. them to say, well, you know, I I think that we need to have a, a stop right here and have a discussion because mm-hmm. what you just described, what you would like to build and the budget that you have to spend are completely at opposite ends of the. Of These the don't match. <laughs> they don't match. So that, either there's that that yeah. champagne taste on the beer budget. <laughs> exactly, and and it doesn't seem to matter whether you're building you know a fairly modest house or a very very large home. Um, this is a, this is one of those areas that uh, many people struggle with in terms of matching the budget. And so again, one of the things that I try to do right away, and this is why I emphasize the the planning at the very front end of a project, is let's make sure that the plan that you are just ready to spend a fair amount of money with an architect to draw and the budget that you anticipate uh, borrowing or paying for this project are at least within sight of each other. Mm -hmm. And I'll just give you one quick example. This happened a few years ago, but I had a a, a potential client come into my office and they had been working with a a design professional for about a year. And they um, rolled out a blueprint and wanted us to take a look at, at bidding the project. And and I I looked at this project and I could tell that it was going to be within $50,000 of about a million and a half. Oh, my goodness. And I said, wow, this is a beautiful house. This is just beautiful. I said, what's your budget? And they said $750,000. Give or take and 500 I, <laughs> I, I swallowed hard and I said, gee, you know, I, I, I'm not sure that that is going to be enough to accomplish this. And ultimately, they kind of got mad at me and, and left. And I heard later through the grapevine that they had other people bid it, and it came in at 1.5. Mm-hmm. But the tragedy of this, and this is one of the things, again, that is so important of why you want to make sure your budget and what you're designing are in sync. In this particular case, I had heard through the grapevine that the couple had become so emotionally attached to that plan and building that house that they couldn't bring themselves to take out and reduce the size and take out the features that they had put in because they had seen the dream. Yeah. And they were so emotionally attached to that plan that they rolled up the blueprint and put it in a closet and they never built anything. <sighs> oh my goodness. And that's one of the you know worst cases that sure. I had experienced. But it just goes back to the importance of making sure that your budget and what you're drawing and, you know, they probably spent $50,000, in the plan. Mm. So you want to make sure that your budget and what you want to build are in sync very early in the process. And you may not have architects or builders that are making that a priority because if this is what you ask, that's what they're going to do. And, and so having a voice of reason that can help guide the process really helps everyone because yeah. now the builder may be able to do it <laughs> if it is realistic and within the budget versus yeah. something that's wrapped up in, in, in the closet yeah. now. And in defense of the design profession, you know, they're, they're in a tough spot because on the one hand, you know, the client has said, well, here, here's about what I want to spend. But they've worked with dozens of clients who kind of lowball that and then describe a house that is much larger. And so they're caught in the middle between designing the house that the client is requesting them to design or designing the house to the budget that they said. And so the, the architects are really in a, in a tough spot when it mm-hmm. comes to that. And some architects will say, well, you know, we're, we're going to be designing something that's over the number you gave me. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Some neglect to bring that conversation up. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's, again, it's a very complex process and, and it has the, a lot of issues. And the people that are hiring the architect may not know how to ask that question or, or may need to be counseled on, no, when you're telling an architect, don't lowball, tell them the truth. This is what you yeah. want because they're designing, you know, your vision. And, and you're exactly right. A lot of clients will always lowball, whether they're talking mm-hmm. to the contractor or the architect, mm-hmm. thinking that, well, we'll tell them this number and then, you know, because it, it always goes up 10 or 15% from there. My advice to people is always be honest with the people, your building team, Mm -hmm. of what your true budget is. Mm -hmm. And let's work toward actually hitting and and making sure that we come in on your your budget. Because I think what happens is that 
if the person thinks that you're lowballing, then they're going to lowball, and then it's all hidden agendas, you know. And and how can we just like yeah. get the hidden agendas and just really look at what's productive right. and true and reasonable that can get done? Right. Right. Well, we're going to move on to the next one, but we're coming down to the last minute in this segment. But I think we can at least start uh, touching on the interview process to who, how to get folks uh, that match your priorities. You sort of um, started to allude to that in the last question. Right. The uh, I think, one of the, again, one of the biggest determinants in how successful or, or not a project is going to be is, is in who you pick to be the team that's going to be building this particular project. And so I, I and think- And that they're aligned with your priorities. That they're aligned with your priorities and that they understand what your expectations and priorities are. Because there are times when a certain architect would be a better fit than a, a different one. It's not that the, the other architect isn't uh, as good. It's just that they're not uh, as well suited to a project like this particular project. So just like a financial advisor, you become the construction advisor that helps us figure out how to do it and, and what kind of partnering would make it the most success for everyone. Yeah, exactly. So we'll be right back uh, and we'll hear more about the stages of getting your construction or renovation done when you're on Connections Radio Show here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Stages Theatre Company is dedicated to creating a space where diverse opinions, courageous dialogue, and community engagement is not only valued, but vital to our shared artistic and educational success. Stages Theatre Company creates a welcoming home for all. For over 30 years, Stages has supported quality theatre programming for children. Stages gives opportunities for youth to be on stage, backstage, in the audience, and in the classroom. Whether you come to see a show, enroll a young person in a workshop, or benefit from their outreach programs in the community, Stages brings art to life. Learn about Stages Theatre by going to stagestheatre.org and become part of the magic of live theatre by taking your family to an amazing show or enrolling someone you love in an education program. Stages Theatre Company operates out of the Hopkins Center for the Arts, located in Main Street in the heart of downtown Hopkins. For more information on Stages Theatre, go to stagestheatre.org. That's stagestheatre.org. Hello, this is Ellen Krug from Hidden Edges Radio. When I'm not on the radio, I'm standing in front of audiences training about diversity and inclusion and on how to be welcoming to others who are different from us. More than ever, employers and organizations need professional diversity and inclusion training. I can offer that training through my company, Human Inspiration Works, LLC. I'd love to make your workplace or organization more welcoming. For more information, go to humaninspirationworks.com. Thank you. Connections Radio Show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect. We examine meaningful connections to ourselves, our community, and the world around us. By opening the door to innovative insights by a wide variety of interesting guests, we'll make the connections to something bigger than ourselves. Join me, Lori Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show, and together we'll make the connections. Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Have you ever wondered what it was like to be an artist in the Soviet Union? I'm Vladimir von Surikov, director of the Museum of Russian Art, and I invite you to explore our exhibition Art in Conflict, running through September 1st. It juxtaposes Soviet socialist realist against nonconformist artists from the latter decades of the Cold War. This is a rare chance to see connections and conflicts inside the Soviet art world. For more information, visit tmora.org. Hi, this is Gregory Rich from Habitation Furnishing and Design, and I'd like you to tune in to a new program, Drink in the Style. Sundays at 5 p.m., Drink in the Style is going to be a one-hour conversation about interior design and aesthetics, all while enjoying a cocktail created by a local mixologist. Drink in the Style, Sundays at 5 p.m., brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design. where we talk about ideas that matter. And today we're talking about connections in the home, whether you're building your home or renovating your home and you need something done at your home. 
How do you make those decisions? Well, we've got someone terrific who does advocacy for the homeowner and helping us to figure out how to build or remodel our home or cabin. And this is Steve Northway, who is the founder of Construction Advocates. Welcome. Yeah, great to be here. It's been fun. It goes way too fast. What I really love about your what you're doing with Construction Advocates is that you've got the knowledge, you've got 40 years experience, you've been on both sides, you've been uh, someone who has done construction for their own home as well as doing it for others, that you can give a special kind of guidance to help make the experience of building. And I think that's what makes the connections for me exciting is that the process can be intimidating, it can be um, scary it can produce anxiety. The last thing in the world I think of when I think of construction is an adventure (laughs) (laughs) or a positive adventure. And you seem to really advocate that just as you were saying about someone going on a vacation, how do we make this experience one that really is meaningful and has impact? Because we are connecting with all kinds of different people that are coming together to help make my home uh, more what I want it to be. Well, again, I I really do think that this experience should be fun Uh because if you're going to spend this much money, uh, it should be a fun uh, experience, but oftentimes uh, it turns out not to be. Well, we were talking about uh, on your website, which is constructionadvocates.com. Take a look at that. There's a cool circle that uh, outlines the process that Steve recommends as he's working with folks. And we talked about selecting the right site. We talked about making sure that you've got your scope and your budget in line, how to match, kind of a matchmaker, you know, to make sure that you've got the folks that have the same priorities that you have that are working on your project and they're aware of those priorities. The next steps that you recommend is at, at a certain point, after you've made your decision, you're working with folks, you need to review the plans, the bids, and the schedules. Tell me about that. Well, one of the, the things that I do in that particular step is uh, I equalize uh, the bids. So if a, if a homeowner has received three bids uh, from three different contractors, um, in many cases, the contractors have interpreted the plans in different ways. And I recently uh, actually... And you speak contractor. I speak contractor, (laughs) yeah, fairly fluently. And I recently uh, did an equalization uh, process on on three bids, and the client was leaning toward uh, a builder that was about $15,000 higher than the second uh, one in line. But he thought, you know, for $15,000, I'd I'd be willing to spend that to get this guy. But after I did the equalization uh, and, and figured out what was missing or what was more than needed to be there between the two. It, it turned out that that particular bid was $70,000 <gasps> higher. And he said, well, because is that worth... Because what was being offered? Well, it was, it, it's in terms of what was being interpreted. Okay. And what the two contractors or the three contractors had put into different line items. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, it's a misunderstanding of what the plans are calling for. In some cases, the contractors, the better contractors will often interpret things that aren't being called out in the plans, knowing full well that they will have to do those things. Mm-hmm. And, so and price even, it And price it accordingly. Yeah. And yeah. so you say, gee, you know, I, I know that, you know, if we do this, we're going to have to do this, but the plan doesn't call for that. And so they'll put that money in. But the next contractor will look at it and say, well, plan doesn't call for it. I'm not going to put it in. They'll change, we'll change order it. Knowing that if he's the low bid, he's more likely to get the project. So he's going to see upcharges along the way. So, right. And and so what I do is I try and help. And that's why take, people go, I don't know if I can trust working with construction at times. Well, and, <laughs> and, you know, both of those are are legitimate ways. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, the one contractor is looking and said, hey, I'm just going to bid plan and spec. Sure. And he expects everybody else to bid plan and spec. Mm-hmm. But again, I, I can't tell you how many times we would look at plans and say, well, we know we're going to have to do this. So we'll put the extra $4,000 in and, you know. Otherwise, it's going to be a big change order and a surprise to the client. And it gets back to that, you know, no hidden agenda. You know, how can we exactly. all be honest about, you know, and, and if it is going to require that, is that something that the plan needs to be changed then, you know, to, to have it be more in line with, uh-huh. with the pricing? And, and it seems to me that, as you said, getting that done at the beginning versus the middle 
makes a lot more sense. Well, it's much easier for the client to make intelligent decisions about what they're about to build if they know what it's reasonably close to knowing what it's mm -hmm. going to cost. And if the plans are not completely spelled out, and many of the plans that are being uh, built from today are what I would call uh, plans light, mm -hmm. where a lot of the detail is not spelled out, and, and a lot of it is being left to the builder to interpret and to know, well, I, I know I have to put these kind of things in. So this happens a lot more frequently than, than I think people realize. But I think that it's a huge disservice to the client to not, if you know that it's going to cost this much money, to not be upfront with them at the beginning of the process that, you know, you're going to have, you know, $30,000 worth of change orders because of what's not on this plan. Mm -hmm. And I haven't put it in, but I'm telling you up front that you have to put these in to complete the house. Right. Um, well, that sort of ties into the next where after you've made those contracts is how do you keep reviewing them? And, and making sure that if something comes up that's a change order, was that something that could have been thought through? Or truly, some things just come up that you, don't, you can't expect. Sure. Some things come up. Sometimes the clients uh, will do a, a change, mm -hmm. request a change, say, you know, we, we'd like to add two feet to the family room mm -hmm. or something. And that's a scope change, and that's a legitimate reason for a change order versus, you know, your plumbing fixture allowance was half of what you needed. Mm -hmm. And so now here's a $7,500 change order for yeah. the fixtures that you want to put in your house. Um, those are not fun discussions that, with the well, clients. Again, if you've at least been prepared for some of those changes at the beginning, and I, and I think it's almost like you, you show us a map, and it's not just the construction, it's the map of the decisions that will be coming down the pike. Yes, because there's a there's a tremendous number of decisions that the clients uh, are going to be making during this process, and and some people have a better understanding of that part of this process than others, and and some people really struggle. They get partway through and mm -hmm. said, "Holy cow, I, I I got eight more decisions to make." Right, and it's the surprises I think that are the hardest on decision making. Because they, they seem to come out of left field and you're like, what? And then, then there's the anxiety and then there, is there going to be more? Uh, it, it, it hurts the trust. Well, it does. And, and, you know, each client is a little different. I mean, there are some clients who, who make decisions and they, they stay with them and they don't second guess themselves and they are sure. And it, those jobs go really well. I've worked with many clients who will make a decision and a week later they'll come back and say, oh, man, I've been thinking about this. I, maybe we want to use the blue tile instead of the white tile in this bathroom. <laughs> and they're, they're just so stressed out and wringing their hands over making a bad decision um, that they just put so much stress and pressure on themselves. And your job is to make it less stressful because you get them to think through it. Now, Steve, it's been terrific to have you today. We'll need to have you back to tell us about um, how you help resolving some of the other conflicts that come up. But yeah. it's constructionadvocates.com. Take a look. Steve is terrific, and we're glad you're here today. Thanks, Lord.